Welcome back to the Max Effort Kitchen Podcast. We got a great segment for you. It's called The Athlete and the Chef. So sit back, relax, and let's go. Welcome to Max Effort Kitchen first live show. Man, that 30 seconds is a lot longer than I anticipated. <laughs> um, it's uh <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, let's go, let's go. But it got timed out pretty well. Uh I am your host, uh Matt. This is my uh co-host Cornell. Good buddy, how you doing today? Good. I nice. just got I'm posting right now to my story. Nice uh with a live link to click on right now. So Heck yeah. we're, we're Heck live yeah. for, for the first time ever. We are live for the first time ever. And uh, after <laughs> Damon says, finally a live show. After um, many uh, hours last night of trying to figure out how to get comments to be able to show up, uh, we got it. We got it figured out. So that's cool. Um, anyways, Cornell, man, how was your Thanksgiving? I So actual Thanksgiving... It's not my favorite holiday to be at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my family gets a little too crazy with inviting people. Plus, it doesn't help that there are like 12 grandkids and uh, four kids in my family with spouses, plus my parents, plus someone's in-laws always end up showing up. And my dad's a very entertaining per- person. So right, right. Uh, he's all over the place and he... One of the things that drives me nuts is he always wants to blast music. Like <laughs> he's he's like, yeah, I got to set the mood. We're going to have um, we have to have like eating music. And it's like, OK, that's all good. But it should have been on already. It shouldn't be like this big deal that you're setting up. And he walks around with this big jam box like speaker and it just drives me crazy. So once it was actually time to sit down, like 12 grandkids, uh, 35 40 people talking and then he comes in with his music and i'm just like i ate as fast as i could and i just went outside <laughs> and i had a little bonding i had a little bonding experience with one of my nephews he's five and he i just oh, go out there and he's like I'm like what are you doing he goes it's loud in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> like join the club come on no come yeah. with me let me let me show you the ways yeah no um it's not like karaoke or anything, is it? Or is it just straight up music, just walking around no, jamming? it's just like his, I don't know what, what's up with him. He's just <laughs> Mr. ADD and he he pictures it in a certain way and that's how he wants it. And everyone else hates it. But, well, I don't know if everyone hates it, but no one else is willing to say something except me. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that works, right? Um, but, yeah, um, you know, that's that's interesting because, you know, it gives you a, I guess it gives you a reason to not want to go, but also gives you a story to tell. I think it's funny. Um, it totally sounds like, ah, no, I'm not that guy. But my dad was definitely that guy where he would put on music and then his wife would start dancing. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> who are the old people? What are they doing? <laughs> like, so it's kind of funny. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think you hit me up that day and you were like, I'm taking a break right now. Yep. <laughs> and I could hear the music in the background. It was, that was good. Um, any good food? Like, uh, did you do anything, try anything different or any, <laughs> any, any fun stuff? Okay. That's the other part with me. Okay. <laughs> so 
they say that weightlifters like to, they like what they like right. and they can eat the same thing every day or every Tuesday they eat this every whatever. When I first the first uh, Thanksgivings I remember were very basic. My mom wasn't from here. She was from Europe. So it was like Stouffer's out of the box, yeah. um, frozen peas, turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, just very simple, basic. Well, that's what I love. Yeah. I don't like all this yeah. new stuff. And they they just like to add freaking cranberries to everything. And I that's I don't even call that a fruit. That's like an ass bag. <laughs> like it's it's just oh, gross. Funny. And yeah. there's not a reason, in my opinion, to add it to stuffing and peas. And if you have like the peas that they make now is like this cold pea salad. And I'm like. But I, but, but I make my mashed potato pile with the gravy boat and then I throw the, the peas in top of that. And then I put the stuffing on top of that. And then I put turkey on top of that. And then I cover the whole thing gravy. And I can't do that with cold peas, cranberries, no. and the stuffing. No, you absolutely <laughs> cannot do that. No. Uh, actually, today I smoked uh, half of a turkey and I deep fried the other half. And then we nice. made our basic, we called it the basic bitch Thanksgiving. Yeah. I like that. Loafers, frozen peas, not canned. I'm like, I told Kayla, that's my wife. I'm like, I got standards. Frozen, you know, not canned. <laughs> here's the thing. And I'm glad you brought this up because I thought about this. And all week last week, you know, uh, it was all over like the memes and the Instagrams and TikToks and all that stuff to people talking about how much Thanksgiving food sucks. And I'm just like, listen. Thanksgiving is once a year. Like there, there's these traditional things that we all kind of grew up with. There's nostalgia to it. There's just uh, we eat it once a year type thing. It means a special thing. Let's get over the fact that it's basic food. Who cares? Yeah. Like, you know, first of all, I don't think anybody should tell you how to eat. That that's just kind of my own personal thing. Sure. But um, I, dude, I dig that. I like the tradition of stuffing turkey, you know, mac and cheese, uh, uh, maybe a sourdough roll or something, pumpkin pie. Like, yeah. I can't tell you how many, like, <laughs> I'm not going to be a dick, but like, you know, chef memes that I was seeing out there about how pumpkin pie should be banned. And I'm like, screw that, man. I, I look forward to pumpkin pie once a year and that's, that's all yeah. I have it. But once a year, man, come on. We know. we bought a pumpkin pie right when it came out. I mean, not when, right when right when Costco released the new edition. Yeah, this year. yeah, right. and that was gone within about two hours. Yeah, the five dollar <laughs> uh, yep. twenty four inch pumpkin pie. Yeah, and then we bought one for today. And like we were talking, and you were like, "It's a lot of work to get all this stuff together." And it it definitely can be. Yeah, but if you go with the basic version, that like realistically is very it's very simple. Yeah. I mean, it took me longer to heat up to set up the fryer and uh, get that up to temperature before I dropped the thing in there. Yeah. Um, but it was only frying for 45 minutes and it was done. And Kayla started working on the other stuff when I started getting the fryer ready. So it was probably about an hour and 15 minutes from when I got the stuff out of the shed to where I was taking the turkey out. You know, <laughs> that's funny because that is simple. You're right. That it's it's a simple meal. It should be a simple yeah. meal. Um, when I said it was a lot, it's because I overcomplicate it. Yeah. <laughs> I try to make everything come out perfectly on time, heat, you know, hot. Everything is done right when I click my fingers. And like 
you know, the process of that in my mind is something I, I would never want to share with anybody, but, um, it, it's like waking up at five in the morning, like, okay, here we go. <laughs> you know, like, but, um, I overcomplicate it for good reason. But at the same point, yeah. I really, I really, uh, like that you said that because it is a simple meal and it doesn't have to be hard. Yeah. We, we bought one Turkey and then they didn't have a tag on it. So they ran back to find one with a tag and then they brought us two turkeys and they said, they're buy one, get one free. And we're mm -hmm. like, I guess we're going to do this twice. Yep. So yep. my son asked if we could do this again for Christmas and we're like, yeah, it's not that far away, but it like the basic one, not, not the crazy one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so I tried something. Let's see. I tried two new things this weekend. Um, and then we'll get to uh, a little comment we had from one of our viewers. But two things. Okay, so I I took the, um, you know, the Pillsbury uh, cinnamon rolls? Mm -hmm. Okay. Took those out of the can, you know, flattened them with my hand, um, poked a little circle in them, and deep fried them and made donuts with them. Oh. Dude, I, I was blown away on how they poof up and, like... <laughs> They have this um, this super crunchy outer layer cinnamon roll in the in in between. We did I did like a cream cheese frosting, and um, they were fantastic for the first like three hours. Nice. They die really quick, <laughs> and they turn into these like dense nuggets of just like dough. So um, the word to the wise is if you do go out there and make those, it's super easy. Um, hit me up on Instagram if you want to know how, but uh, it's. <laughs> they're really good and like people will be like oh man how did you do this but and it literally takes like 10 minutes um and then today i tried something that i've always wondered about now when when i was in school and we learned how to make mashed potatoes we we were specifically told to roast the potatoes peel them and then mix them with all the stuff warm milk uh butter you know whatever else you want to put in there um but traditionally, anybody I've ever known always boils the potatoes, drains the water, and mashes it. So I thought, you know what? I want the milk to be warm, but I don't want to lose uh, the the stuff. You know, the stuff that you're boiling out. Basically, all that good uh, potato stuff that, that's coming out. And so what I did was I took potatoes, cut them up, threw them in the pot, put milk in there until it just covered the potatoes, boiled the milk down until about. I don't know, a half inch, took it off, threw a bunch of butter, and then just mashed it. Nice. And, dude, I mean, they were great. You got to try it. Cool. Give it a shot. Like, next time you make mashed potatoes, just give it a shot. The one thing that I will say is you can't put it on high to boil. You got to put it on, like, medium high and okay. keep it at a low boil. And it's going to build a little bit of skin. But I'm telling you, like, uh, even my wife, who was very picky about her mashed potatoes, uh, she was like, these are great. And nice. so, yeah, I was, it was fun. It was fun. Do you skin them? No, no, good. I don't skin. I mean, I, okay. <laughs> if it's a, it's a, a sweet, uh, sweet potato, I do skin them. Um, normal russets. No, I like that skin. That skin's no, good. It's delicious. It's the best part. I don't know. So I also buy, and I, I know you don't give me crap, but people <laughs> might, uh, I buy the big jar of the pre-minced garlic. Yeah. And so I put, when I would boil it in the water, I would put like three or four, maybe 
like three to four tablespoons of garlic in there with it. Nice. So then it's it's already like cooking the garlic into it to get it that flavor as well. Mm-hmm. That's and great. And then I I I there's no rule to say how much butter needs to go in there. <laughs> Absolutely <And> not. <laughs> so I put loads of butter in and then milk to whatever I need to for consistency, but it's there's not normally that much milk compared to butter. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's funny you say that. Um, I, because I've never measured the actual amount I put in. I'm just like half a stick. Let's go. Okay. As long as it melts, we're good to go. You know, I mean, all it is is just fat. And when, when that fat comes together with the potato, it creates, you know, magic. And that's what makes those good mashed potatoes. Hey, okay. So listen, we, we're going to touch on this real quick because I told Theo we would, um, he he poloed me and he was like, "Hey, can you t- can you talk about how weird it is for people to eat ham instead of turkey on Thanksgiving?" And I thought about it and I'm like, "You know, usually I eat ham. I'll do ham on like uh, Christmas and and maybe Easter, but like I don't know if it's that weird." Theo, sorry, buddy. I, I don't. I'm not sure if it's. That, I'm not sure it's that weird. I think any any meat is good. Turkey, you should have some. But if you're doing ham alone, I don't know. What do you think about that? I think for me personally, I don't eat, I, I'm not one of those guys who I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a turkey sandwich or it's right. always going to be either roast beef or ham. Oh, okay. I think for me, ham is a much more 12 months out of the year meat. Uh, it doesn't mean I eat it 12 months out of the year, but it, I will eat ham more likely over turkey like any day of the week. Right, right. So for me, if there, if I had the option between turkey and ham on Thanksgiving, I wouldn't touch the ham. Yeah. Um, my family, again, my mom's from Europe and, uh, ham is like a really big Easter meal. So they always make a ham at Easter. So that's kind of what I associate it with. And then with my in-laws, they generally get like a honey baked ham or something for Christmas. So, um, I mean, food's food. As long as there's not cranberries in it, I'll eat it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, and I think that goes to to say exactly what I just said, I don't know, probably like five minutes ago, which was, Hey, listen, nobody should tell you how to eat. You want to eat the, what you want to eat, just eat it. Like yeah. no, nobody has any right to tell you that it's, it's a bad way to eat or it's whatever, you know, eat what you want. It's food. Come on people. Yeah. Um, okay, dude, let's move on to some weightlifting stuff. Okay. Uh, we had a, an avid listener reach out. I swear we, this turned into kind of like a question answer type thing because I had like three or four people reach out to me and be like, Hey, can you talk about this? But we're going to talk about this one uh, this time from Brett and Russ. He asked, he said that we went through uh, movements for masters um, a little bit ago, a couple shows ago. And he's like, Hey, can you dive a little deeper on the kind of movements um, that like master weightlifters should avoid? And I think, you know, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we're both on the same page and I'll go, I'll, I'll let you kind of take this away. (laughs) Well, I don't remember too much. Okay. Before you say anything, there's, there's a funny little asterisk to this and I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. Okay, cool. So for me, and I'm not going to say this for everyone as a blanket statement, but I will say that this is for me. I cannot do volume squats. Um, I can normally do about three weeks of 
it's not like I wrote this program, but it's just one that I found that worked for me that was based on something that someone else. I mean, that's how weightlifting goes. Right. But if I need to get my legs into hardcore working shape real quick, I can do it in three weeks by doing five sets of five, three days a week. And I, I, my best squat is two fifty and a half. <laughs> I beat some people with that. Nice. Unintentionally. My best squat is two fifty. Day one, I do a set of five, five sets of five at 120 kilos. So I'll go 120, 130, 140. Week two is 30, 40, 50. Week three is uh, 40, 50, 60, and I'm done. Any, I, what I have learned is if I do that additional week, everything kind of falls apart with my knees and with my IT bands, and with my quads, and I just, it's too much. Okay. And I personally have not had a coach even now who is either is a master or realistically understands this part with master weightlifting uh, where you don't, you can have the work capacity to do the lifts because they are very quick and compared to what the majority of people can squat, it's a very small percentage. So I just straight up told Stephanie a couple of times. I'm like, I can't do these squats. Like I'm just going to do, I'm going to do the program, but I'm squats are on me. That's, that's what I know what works for me. Uh, I had another coach who just told me that I need to do the squats because that's, what's gonna, if I, if I'm not doing them, that's why I can't do them. And I, I took his advice once and it almost put me in the hospital. Literally. I thought I was having a heart attack. I remember that. Um, it was a very scary situation. I called the coach. I left him a very long message of me like contemplating calling 911. Didn't hear from him for three weeks. Damn. It was the longest gap that I had not talked to the coach. And I just said, I'm not calling him. Yeah. When he wants to talk to me, he can talk to me. And he didn't even listen to the message. Like he was clueless on that whole thing. And I had talked to three other people on our weightlifting team while I was like contemplating what to do. And one of the guys, Cody, he, I told him what I was already in the process of doing. And he said, if this doesn't work, you need to go to the hospital like right right now. And I said, I will, if I, if it doesn't work in the next 15 minutes, basically I ate some California legal uh, gummy bears and was contrast cold and hot in the shower. (laughs) And that thankfully worked, but I'm also at that age where I have like in my house stuff that we've talked about in the past, the things that you accumulate is I had a, a blood pressure monitor. I had a, yep. uh, what's it called like a heart rate monitor. I had a whole bunch of things. So I was able to do things that when I talked to some of the other people, they didn't think I had. Right. Um, so I was able to monitor it and kind of take care of that kind of stuff. But I just learned from that experience that high volume squats do not work for me at all. Um, leading into the year before 2020 masters nationals, I didn't squat for a year. I just told mm. my buddy, Nick, who was, uh, I coached with, and I said, I'm just not going to squat and I want to see how it goes. But I was clean and jerking 140 kilos, probably 20 plus times a week. So I was getting my strength in there and then three weeks leading into nationals or about four weeks leading into masters nationals. That's where I did my five sets of five. And I went into that competition and hit like PRs on every lift. Uh, I think I hit a 22 kilo total PR. 
um, nice. like in competition. And I just realized that if you're getting everything else in, like you definitely don't have to do the volume and the squats. And right. then down the road, my I started doing a squat every day thing where I was just, I just took 80% of my current squat and I hit that once a day, every single day, seven days a week. No additional volume. The only volume was working up. And the, the after about three weeks, you really get to 80% in like two two lifts. So I squatted 400 pounds a day and that was it. Yeah. And no volume. That's not volume. Yeah, that's not volume. I mean, that's just, that's weight. That's moving weight. Um, You know, okay, first of all, 100% agree with you. Second of all, that coach was irresponsible. That's all I'm going to yeah. say about that. Um, okay, so volume squats, I think the older you get, the, the knees, the hips, it just makes things harder. So I'm going to agree with you then. Here's the asterisk on that, is mm-hmm. that we uh, we kept on having a conversation, and I was like, you know, why, do, you know, did something happen? Did, are, did you get into something? And he goes, well, I got a little uh, overzealous after my uh, the New York State Championship, and I went and did some really heavy squats at high volume. And I was like, <laughs> and I, and so when I poloed you and I was like, what do you think about this? And you pulled me back and you said, heavy squats at high volume. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> so, like, so Brett, you already know the answer to that question. Um, and, you know, I would say outside of that, the only thing I add to that is behind the neck, uh, uh, behind the neck press meet. I don't know. And pretty much anything catching behind the neck. If I'm doing behind neck jerks um, and I'm doing repetitions, like I just won't do it. If I do them, I'm going to do them at singles, drop, re-racket, and then do it again. On uh, boxes. I, on boxes, exactly. Yeah. Because that's the way to do that. Um, I, I don't do them freestanding. I very rarely do rack jerks as it is. I, I mean, I'm in the market for some boxes. I've been talking to Damon about it a lot. And uh I, you know, I just got to find the room in my, my garage. <laughs> so, so there's that, there's, there's a lot of things I'm in the market for right now that uh, Damon can, can attest to. But um, I think ultimately, you know, as a lifter masters or not, I think you just, you got to be in tune and uh, in tune enough to your body to really understand like your stopping point. And there was something that I've always known, and we've talked about it a little bit. Um, but Stephanie really reminded me about, we talked in August, we had a phone conversation and she was just like, if, you know, if, as a weightlifter, it is so important to have auto regulation to, t- to say like, that's it. Okay. I'm done for the day. I don't need to do anymore. Do I, I don't need to go do those squats after this big meet that I had. Let's take a, a week off. You know, you're going to, you're going to come out better every time by doing that you know, are, is your mind going to play a little bit of head games with you about like, Oh man, I'm going to fall behind or, or I should have done my squats. What, what am I thinking? But you know, as a ma- I, I think the older you get and correct me if I'm wrong here, Cornell, but the older you get like that muscle memory sticks around your, your muscle may deteriorate at a faster rate, but it's not a, it's not fast enough for, for what we do. Um, that statistic, uh, is like after 40, it deteriorates uh, at, at like triple speed. But that's, I think that's for the average human. And I'm not saying because we're weightlifters, we're on average. 
but um, or we're above average by any means. But what I am saying is that we're more active than the average person. And so uh, be careful when you're listening to, uh, you know, uh, medicine's theory on the way the body should be. Um, but I guess the, my, where I'm getting at here is that auto regulation as a weightlifter is something that once you figure it out, and I think Brett knows this, so I don't think he needs to figure it out. Um, but I think that he, um, he understands that what needs to happen and he knew, he knew what he did wrong, but, um, Hey, you live and learn, dude, you're still, uh, what three times national champion, um, like state champion, the dude, I mean, oh, did he win worlds too? And yeah, he class? did the, the, what's it called? Where you win nationals, Pan Ams, uh, the grand slam, grand slam. Yeah. Amazing. Like, yeah, you know, and, and so first of all, feel pretty cool. Uh, I, I felt really humbled when, you know, I mean, and I know Brett, you know, Brett and I are, are friends. We talk online. Um, we've seen each other at a meet or two. But like, you know, kind of humbled that he would ask us to talk about that, you know, given his his uh, his accolades and, yeah. you know, he, very similar to you. So that I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Some of the I was thinking about it a little bit as you were talking uh, to explain to some people if they don't understand what kind of we're talking about with how much volume there could be involved with. Yeah. But let's say that you're going to squat like. Well, let's just go with the five sets of five at 80%. That's like kind of the standard. You should be able to do five sets of five at 80%. Yeah. Well, if, if my back squat best ever is uh 250, that would mean my 80% is 200. Okay. Five sets of five, 25 squats, Have fun. In one setting <laughs> and one session after all the other lifts at 200 kilos. Yeah. I've never cleaned 200 kilos. I've never done anything with 200 kilos other than, well, I've deadlifted it, but I haven't, I've never put that much stress on my body. So five sets of five at 80%, that is a ton of wear and tear and just going to destroy you compared to, okay, you just hit seven sets of snatches at 110 kilos or a hundred kilos. Right. Like, so from let's, let's just go back to 80% for me. Yeah. So uh, 123 kilos, 10 singles. That didn't really do much damage realistically, or like it's not going to take nearly as much fatigue on my body and time to recover as 25 at 200. Right. Right. Uh, or let's go clean and jerk 80%. So we're at 150 ish. Like I could do 10 singles at that and recover so much faster. Right. But what I what I could do is I could work up and hit a single at 90% twice a week. Yeah. So I'm still going to get the the singles working up and we're but I'm not going to just be beating the hell out of my body that's going to take that much longer to recover. Yeah. And and that is one thing as masters lifters I think we can all agree on and it doesn't need necessarily need to be said is that our recovery is just twice as important. Um, the older you get, you know, yeah. you're just, you're, you're risking more. Your body's getting old. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's interesting, you know, like if you ever want to watch a, a documentary that'll feel, make you feel weird about your body. I think it's actually called the human body on Netflix. And it's just like, it's such an amazing 
like thing, <laughs> the way it works. But like the older, it's just like the amount of years, 40 years, 40 years, you know, we've been putting wear and tear on this body. Like, you know, anyways, I won't go down. That. That's a whole nother road that I'm not, I'm not going to get down. I tend to get a little conspiracy sometimes. Anyways, um, Damon here is asking us how much time to take off after a big meet as a master's versus a senior's. I mean, we all say we're going to take a week off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I like, I like letting the body feel it out. Like there's been times after big, like big meets where I've peaked a week after. And I'm like my, that week after I'm lifting strong and like heavy, like heavy and it feels good. Uh, but there's been other meets where I just felt like trash. Um, I, I, I just, I don't know if there's a blanket statement. What do you think Cornell? Um, what I would probably tell someone if like, if I didn't have any idea who this person was or anything like that, and they just asked what, what I would recommend, yeah, I would say, take two weeks and do whatever you want. Yeah. Like if you, if you want to take it off, take it off. If you want to go in, go in, have zero expectations, have no goals, just if you feel good, go do something. If you don't, don't feel bad about it. Right. Um, but I would say after two weeks, I would, unless it's like you're literally, literally at the Olympics, like <laughs> get back in there. <laughs> Which I, um, yeah, Cause it's I, not going to yeah. feel great when you get back. No. Um, yeah. But I, mean, I had after oh, that right. last big meet that we did at SoCal weightlifting in the summer, um, I hit a, lifetime pr power clean like it was my second attempt in the clean and jerk in the competition i power cleaned it the the week after yeah. so i would have never done that if i hadn't peaked so well for that meet so i don't think that you should just take two weeks off and uh not lift at all like if and that wasn't programmed that was like just one of those like hey let's see what we can do oh well you just powered this let's Let's see how high have we can power. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Um, I, I, you know, I like to say that I'm going to take time off. Um, unfortunately, I started weightlifting as a master. So I have no idea the difference between a senior versus I, I have thoughts and theories behind it. Um, but I've always been a very big advocate of just listen to your body. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I want to get into the gym right away. Um, but the older I get, the more I'm, I'm just getting a little bit more smarter about that. I think because, you know, like I said, I want to lift for a long time and, uh, I got to take care of this body and we're not going to lose the muscle after what we, you know, at training for a meet, you're just, you're going to be okay. And you're going to be able to like relax. And I don't, Hey, and I might be the only weightlifter out here to actually say this, but I, have you ever taken a week off? You know how much more time you have? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I've so I took a week off after the last meet, and that was because I got hurt. And and like, and it wasn't a full week off. I was doing like push press here and there, but I wasn't out in the gym for two hours. I wasn't sweating yeah. away. I wasn't like determined and, and focused. And like, uh, I I mean, it got to one point where Alana looked at me and she was like, "What are you doing right now? You're not lifting today." And I'm like, <laughs> "No, I'm here." And she's like, "Okay." <laughs> like what's going on <laughs> go out there like yeah, and, and yeah i've had that yeah <laughs> so i'll just i'll be i'll be home on a day where i would normally be lifting 
Yeah. And I'm like, so what are we going to go do? I'm like, nothing. It's it's Wednesday. This, <laughs> this is what we do. I'm like, no, I, I didn't go to the gym so we could go do something and hang yeah. out because yeah. he wanted to have more time. But but I, they don't really want to have more time with you. They just want you to feel like you need to have more time. <laughs> That's so funny right there. It is true. <clears throat> you know, um, yeah, I, I got to the point where I'm like, I need something to do. You know, and then I think I'm a carpenter <laughs> and then that that's where bad news happens. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, um, you know, and I can't, I think this, the, what, there was something you said that, that focuses right into the next idea, um, which was you, you said, you know, take two weeks off and just kind of do whatever, no expectations. And Damon and I have, have talked about this a bunch and, uh, Sunday training is like that Oh yeah. where, we walk in and if we, if we train on Sunday, it's not all, it's not every Sunday, but if we do, we walk in and we, it's like, what do we want? What do you want to do today? All right. Well, let's, you know, let's do uh, you know, full plus hang on, on the lifts. And uh, if we want to squat, we want to squat. Um, and then we don't really work up. We don't like have specific numbers we're hitting. We're just trying to get moving, you know, cause like on a Sunday, you know, just getting the blood moving, getting out there, working positions, just kind of like moving through. We don't ever go anything above 80%. At least we haven't yet. Um, and it's it's more of kind of like a hangout, like have fun, just get on there, lift. I think there might have been one Sunday where I went a little heavier because I was feeling really good, but it didn't hurt anything. And it only made my lifting better for Monday, but it's like, it's a good precursor into Monday. It's like, if you were to do, if you were a, um, a, <laughs> a fit athlete and you were doing like a double day, that's kind of how I look at it. Like Sunday's the beginning of my double day on Monday. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, I, I, I used to love Sunday sessions because that was a day that wasn't programmed yep. and it was a day that we would just kind of, one of our friends was a coach at the gym and she would sneak us in and we would just go snatch for two hours and then we would spend 10 minutes clean jerking and then go home. Nice. And that's basically, so one of my friends is in town this weekend and lifted a lot, a lot, but the program was actually for Friday, I couldn't even keep up with the program because it was, I mean, it was 90% with two open sets after that. Right. So I made the first one at 90 and then I didn't make anything after that. Um, and then my bicep tendon has been pretty angry recently, giving me some wrist stuff. So I haven't been doing much overhead and jerk and just cleans in general kind of flared up. Um, but Friday, I think 140, 165. Then Saturday, uh, my buddy Isaac was saying, let's go from the blocks today. I'm like, okay. Yep. So ended up hitting a couple of power snatches at 125 and then ended up working up to 170 in the clean off the blocks. Um, and then today went into for a, an a old – it. Everybody who came into the this other, it's another gym that I was at today. And it was basically our original team was all back together. Like whoever's really around. Right. Right. Uh, from the first gym. So we all just kind of went in there and snatched for <laughs> snatched till we couldn't. And I didn't like even it. clean jerk. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, I, I powered like 
50 kilos and then I powered 90 and I think I went straight to 110 and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I, I did not want to do anything today. Yeah. I literally walked into the gym with my shoes and my straps and I'm like, I'm not bringing tape. I'm not bringing <laughs> Tylenol. I'm not bringing a belt. I'm not bringing the creams uh, to numb everything. Yep. Yep. And then out of nowhere, I snatched 90%. Yeah, exactly. That's how it so, works. <laughs> uh, but I also knew that if I wasn't going to be making the food that I made today, I probably wouldn't have done it. But I was yeah. like, I'm going to overload these calories today. Yeah. So I and and that's a, that's a really good point. You know, it's like this is the the season of eating. I've always called this like the Super Bowl of the food you know, of the year. So like, this is, we, we got Thanksgiving, we got all the food that's coming up to Christmas. Then we got Christmas. And it's like, I don't know about you, but like I was telling Damon the other day, I was like, man, my, my clothes just aren't fitting right anymore. And he goes, towards the holiday season, man. I was like, Oh yeah, <laughs> that's probably why probably shouldn't get mad at my wife for shrinking my clothes because she ain't <laughs> but and i compete in three weeks and have to be oh, bro, the yeah. i've been in ever, forever <laughs> how you doing with that where you at uh surprisingly <clears throat> good <throat> yeah. uh i woke up friday day after thanksgiving and i okay. weighed 1.2 kilos less than i weighed when i woke up for the competition last week whoa so 104.9. Okay. Um, and then I think this morning or last night after dinner, I was like 105.3. Okay. So I'm in a pretty good spot. Um, just kind of treading lightly, seeing how it goes and not pushing stuff too hard and um, understanding that if I'm tired, I, I know why. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, you know, I, I don't, I'd obviously say I don't notice it. I see you on camera all the time. So, um, <laughs> but it seems as though, and I feel like I've heard you talk about this, that you like to kind of sit at 105. 105 to 107 is like premium. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that 105 kind of just went away over the last eight months and it was like <laughs> 107 to 109. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I get that. Trust me. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think to, to kind of sum up the, uh, the whole Sunday training, like make that a fun day. If yeah. especially like if you're, if you're down in the dirt or whatever, or like, you know, you don't know what to do, just get out there and do something, have fun. Do like, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, you could go like, uh, you know, try to get hit the, to hit the heaviest muscle snatch. That yeah. you can do you know i think that's always a fun thing to do um even though i don't do it ever <laughs> but i'm always like <laughs> i, I want to do that um just to see what you could hit uh you know i don't know i sundays are fun days right yeah i think also some coaches are gonna hate me for this <laughs> don't don't listen to this stephanie yeah <clears throat> program is program isn't that big of a deal <laughs> like unless unless you are three to six weeks out from competition and then that's even dependent on what competition like are you trying to to do the best you've ever done in your life or are you just like kind of you want to do decent or right. whatever right but for the most part the reason i lift is for fun 
Right. I'm not lifting because I'm like, I want to be the best in the world. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want then like I've maybe it's because I've won some of these competitions, but I'm like, I just I just had this conversation the other day. And they said, Why why aren't you going back to nationals? Why aren't you going back to, to worlds? Why aren't you going back to these meets? I'm like, I already won. I was like, uh, to be honest, I'd rather have someone else win. Like it was the highlight, well, not the highlight of my life, but um, <laughs> yeah. it was one of the highlights of my life is winning these competitions. Yeah. I, I personally don't need to have like five time national winner. I'm like, no, I, I did it once. Like now I love helping out other people to get there. And I also really love just knowing that like, I'm just having fun now. And I think that I'm not saying go off program all the time, but on Sundays where there isn't a program, just go out there and have fun. Go, go be social with your friends, go do whatever you want. Don't take it so serious. And if you are able to have fun, you're going to do better than if you're taking it too serious. Exactly. You know, when I, when I, I love that, by the way, that, that's, that was really well put um, because it's coming from a person who has a has has these accomplishments and has followed the things that he says he does and i i can you know account for that because i see him doing it um when i find myself getting a little too serious <laughs> in my garage <laughs> um, but when i find myself getting a little too serious or like you know acting like i'm going to war or something um i'll throw on like britney spears <laughs> on the radio <laughs> Or something like 2001, you know, play now list. And it's just like, you know, but you know what it does is it lightens me up. It makes me laugh. I think of like old times, my kids start like, you know, jumping around and and coming out and be like, dad, what are you listening to? You know, like (laughs) it just lightens the mood and reminds me that like, man, we're doing this for fun. This is a hobby. This is something we love to do. We do pay for programming. We pay for coaches. And that's very specific on why we do that. But like, like you said, like I, Mike, you know, I, my next competition is not till March. I'm having a good time right now. I'm really having fun lifting and I'm building, I'm working on some things, but I'm not like, you know, head in the ground, you know, um, acting like I need to like push it as hard as I possibly can. Now I know there's a specific window where that needs to happen and that'll happen, but I'm going to have fun right now. And I think that's something I didn't do over the summer, which was I started in June and I was like, go time. And I pushed it too hard. And so now I'm going to try this and I think it's going to work. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think that if you're having fun, you're going to be consistent. If you're going to be consistent, you're going to build that base bigger. Right. And if you're building that bigger base, you're going to do better when it's time to put your head down and go. Yep. And, but I have really found that, if you are consistent, because I'm in the gym five, four, four days a week, yeah. I'm training at least four days a week. Uh, sometimes more, but not. Maybe we can another show. We'll talk about some of that. I, yeah. I got some stuff to talk about that later. But uh, just being in there, the days you're supposed to be in there, um, you're getting better. Right. And you're also, if you're not trying to just like take over the world, like you're a lot less likely to get hurt. Mm-hmm. So if you get hurt and you have to take two or three weeks off, you're not getting any better and you're not being stagnant either. You're slowly getting worse and you're going to have to build back up from there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think 
we're <laughs> we're not going to the Olympics. So <laughs> no, and even the, the people who do go to the Olympics, they might go once or twice and then that's it. And then they have to move on and do something else. Like yeah. it's not like that's their job to be an Olympian. Yep. I agree. I agree. And, you know, look at the people that are going to the Olympics. They're young and they still got a whole life, a whole a whole life ahead of them. And maybe it isn't weightlifting. Maybe it's not. But like, you're right. It's it's not a career choice, at least not yeah. in the United States. Right. Maybe in other countries it, it is. Who knows? But um, all right, man, we're we're sitting at 44 minutes. Super fun show. I like this live platform. We're definitely going to do this again. Um, I want to, I would like, I would love for, you know, some people were getting on the chat board. That was fun. Damon asked a question. I like this. Um, it's easy. It puts it up on YouTube. Like I don't even have to do anything. So if you, um, if you want to check out the show, don't worry. I still will be posting it on Spotify and all that. Um, but it will definitely be on, uh, YouTube. Uh, check it out. Give us some feedback. Let us know, you know, best way to get in hold of me is i you know on instagram you can also message me on youtube or get a hold of me through my website maxeffortkitchen.com i think that's it dude like awesome show i'm, I'm stoked yeah. it was easy yeah it was no different <laughs> no. no different i mean i was a little stressed out leading up to it i'm like okay here we go we're going live <laughs> you don't even know dude we're going like, to battle putting beer bomb in I'm, i gotta gotta get the right lighting got the right shirt like now but like <laughs> this is awesome i love it this is a good time but uh all right everybody thanks for listening and uh hope you all have a great night